0: The Association of Pennsylvania State College and University Faculties, otherwise known as APSCUF, went on strike from October 19th to October 21st, 2016. APSCUF represents 5,500 faculty members, encompassing the 14 Pennsylvania State Universities. APSCUF members were working under an expired contract for over a year. What the state system proposed for the new contract would have decreased the quality of education the students would be receiving. The state system and ABSCUFF were unable to come to an agreement. ABSCUFF members then voted to strike. Dr. Deborah Cornelius discusses the difficulties ABSCUFF faced during the negotiations process.
1: And then one day, right before the contract expired, they showed up at the table with an enormous document, hundreds of pages, um, basically gutting every article of the existing contract. So it was shock and awe, you know. Um, That, of course, required our team to have to take a long time to go through that line by line, word by word, because in contract negotiations, the devil is in the detail. You need to make sure that you don't miss something that's buried in there. Um, And so it took our team quite a while to go through that line by line, word by word, to see... What they actually were proposing, um, And what they were proposing was just horrific. It was horrific. Um, it It would have really, really, essentially and I mean, essentially, in its essence, changed the nature of education.
0: In weeks leading up to the potential AbBScuff strike, faculty members took precaution. They warned students about the potential strike and what would occur if a strike took place. Students worried about graduation, class schedules, and the potential for other instructors to teach classes. Most professors warned students that classes would not take place so that the strike could be effective. Dr. Steven Berg, as chair of the History-Philosophy Department, explains how he prepared his department and students before the strike.
2: The students would ask, you know, what's happening, and... You know, first thing is that we we were not supposed to talk about it all in class, sure. so we really were not talking about it in class. But there were, you know, information sessions that we would send students to, and occasionally students would ask, you know, what's what's going on. And I naively just kept saying, well, you know, this will all work out. You know, don't don't get too anxious about it. You know, but we all, everybody was, you know, talking about what happens if there is a strike, how we adjust a syllabus, you know. Um, and because the thing is, is that as soon as, as soon as the strike were, if a strike were to happen, um, the union was very clear, you know, you are not um, allowed to go on your university email, you can't go on to D2L. Wow. There's sort of an electronic strike as well. Yeah. And so, um, you know, people were just very clear, you know, if you... And so, like, the last thing that I did before the strike was to, like, put on my out-of-office um, so people just know that we're not there and you know, people would go into D2L and there was silence, so it was it was, um, you know, it was, I think the students were, were anxious and people were trying to be as, you know, because I don't think anybody wanted the students to, to suffer or, or to be anxious or sweating about it. But, you know, especially students who were planning
0: to graduate, were sure. nervous about what would happen. Dr. Brennan Finucane, professor of economics, explains how he told his students before the strike that the university would most likely be shut down.
3: I think they were told that a strike might be happening. I think they were told that in the event of a strike there would be no classes. That is, I told my students, we will shut this university down. Okay. The faculty, the administrators were trying to say, well we're, it's going to be business as usual, you know, and they, they tried to make it sound like most faculty would cross the picket line and so on and so forth at the end of the day virtually nobody crossed the picket line. There were no classes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we really did shut the university down very effectively. Uh, and that goes back to just solidarity among the, the faculty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I think they had been very well prepared by Ken Mash and by Kara Laskowski with meetings and so on and so forth so people understood the seriousness of the situation. Uh, the, for faculty it's always uh, a dilemma you know, to even contemplate having a strike because we're here to teach the students. Uh, we don't want that educational process to be disrupted. And yet, it might be that you need a disruption for the sake of future improvements or to avoid future erosion of of what takes place in the classroom. So it's sort of like the signs we sometimes see on the the highways when they have construction projects that say, please pardon the, the current inconvenience for the sake of future improvements. All right? Uh, so a strike is not something that the faculty did lightly. I would emphasize again that this is the first time we ever did this. Mm-hmm. All right, I hope it's the last time. All right. Um, so it's, you know, many fact. I, I, I sort of like the saying, I don't want to strike,
0: but I will. Professor Stephanie Girard a criminal justice professor, explains her personal emotions and thoughts before the strike.
4: It was a very anxious time. It was anxious. And as a matter of fact, our team worked all night. And matter f- the state system had left the bargaining table like at midnight, and we were getting these updates. And our team stayed at the bargaining table, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, because the deadline was, if we did not have a contract by 5 a.m. on the day that it was about to begin, we were going on strike, so all of us were just pins and needles, and we got no word that the, that the, there was a contract. And we just we we were organized, and we sh- showed up at our posts, and people came around with signs, and it was like everyone just came; they just showed up. No contract, they just showed up. We had never done it, but it was anxiousness. But it quickly turned into uh, a phenomenal show of solidarity, uh, where we really. Uh, we were so impressed with the students who supported us uh, the band came and and supported us uh, students marched from the cub and we were hearing from all 14 institutions that the the students and were with were with us and some of the staff too and that that emboldened us and gave us the strength that we knew that that we were we were going to win if we could hold on well, you can't scare me I'm You
0: can. You can. Concerns persisted over the quality of education that students would receive under the new contract. Students at Chippensburg were not passive, uninformed spectators. Rather, students and community members became actively involved in aiding and supporting the faculty union. Dr. Stephen Berg discusses his experience on the picket line.
2: So the students, I mean, again, this is sort of my perspective from, you know, my little corner of all of this Mm -hmm. um mostly when the students so some students would come down and just were curious you know what's going on sure some came down and just wanted to say you know we support you um there were some like the the um the bike team Mm -hmm. the shippensburg university bike club um they their uh faculty advisor was actually at our gate and so they decided to come out and they were going to ride laps around the campus in support of the strike. Cool. And they actually had a bullhorn and they would, um, as they would come around they would say, you know, you strike, we bike.
0: Dr. Carol Laskowski, Shippensburg Abscuff President, explains student-faculty interactions on the picket line.
5: Going on strike is not a good time, but it almost felt like, like we were having this kind of picnic party thing going on yeah. <laughs> with students it was it was like spring fest or you know in the fall but mm-hmm. um so it was a little it was a little surreal mm-hmm. but but definitely really encouraging um and one of the things that we found um was that you know and i know we we have, we say it all the time that we don't just teach for 50 minutes and then turn it off when mm-hmm. we leave class um, teaching is is a vocation it's something that you're constantly doing, but we're on the picket line and there's i I remember just really clearly these two young men came down, and one of them was writing for a blog he had pitched a story about like what the what's it like to be a student when your faculty go on strike mm-hmm. and the blog said sure we'll we'll take your article and so he came down and he was like i don't know how to i don't know how to write this what should I say and so we're all there helping him workshop his paper, Yeah, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> thinking, wow, okay, I mean, we're on strike, we're not doing our jobs, but yet we're still teaching in this, mm-hmm. in this kind of other capacity. So that was, that was really interesting and I think really kind of um, really important. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Dr. Stephanie Gerard explains how students were involved on the picket line.
4: The fraternity, Kappa Epsilon, I'm not too sure they're right off campus, right there near the gas station, not the sheets, but on the back end of campus. They brought their grill and hot dogs and they donated all of that. Um, the bike club would go around with the megaphone and, and get energy to to come up. Like I said, the band got together. Uh, my daughter goes to Westchester. The student band played. They sat there and played. Uh, it was really quite moving that the students that I think the state system looking at all the student support that picked up signs and did all of that for us and feeding us and bringing candy and cookies that uh, clearly the power people the people power was on our side and that brought them to the table a lot faster.
0: Robert Fonestock a driver for UPS and member of the Teamsters Union discusses his personal views on the right to
6: strike. You know I, I To say that I support or didn't support the strike, I, I'd be, uh, it wouldn't be fair for me to say simply because I don't have all the information. Uh, I, I, like I said, you hear both sides. If you listen to the union side, they're gonna have all these great reasons why you know we had to call this strike. Listen to the company, or in this case, the, the state's version, they're gonna say, well, there's no reason to go on strike. Um, everybody's got their uh, positions and their beliefs. For me personally, it wasn't so much did I support the strike or not support the strike. What I supported was their right to strike. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I said it earlier, if you're going to, uh, you know, it's probably a bad choice of words, pull the trigger on that and, and go on strike. you got to make sure you believe what the, you're doing is right, but then you, you go for it. And, uh,
3: mm-hmm.
6: um, you know, it's when people go out on strike, the people that are against it will say, oh, you're already making all this money. And everybody always takes a position, somebody else is making lots of money and I'm not. So why should they be out on strike? But when you're the one... Alan Strike and you're standing up for what you believe in. And, so, and again, it's uh it's not always an economic thing.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. sometimes
6: it's uh, work uh work situations or how you're being treated. And I don't think that was the case in the strike here on campus. But for me personally, I can't really sit here and say I thought it was a good thing or a bad thing. I just hope it worked out best for both parties that were involved, being the you know, the state representatives and the the union representatives um and and their collective bargaining uh, uh members. But the fact, and a lot of people, like I said, there's a lot of anti-union sentiment in the country right now. Uh, I think it's less than 12% of workers in the U.S. are unionized. Um, but I'm very proud to be a teamster. I'm very proud to be a union member. And if somebody, another union, says, we're going on strike, I'll support it just because of their right to do so. Based on
0: the oral history interviews, it is clear that the success of the strike is due to solidarity among faculty, students. And the community, Dr. Carol Oskowski, explains how solidarity among these groups impacted the strike.
5: We uh, we talk about solidarity a lot in mm-hmm. unions, um, but feeling and seeing solidarity mm-hmm. um, between our members, the faculty, um, again those people who normally sometimes are critical of the union or sometimes just. Yeah, I belong, but I don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Having those people come out and say, I love my union. Mm -hmm. um, And being on the picket lines together and that sense of camaraderie. and So the solidarity we had with each other, um, but also with the students, um, was phenomenal. Because no matter how much you talk about the importance of solidarity or... You use that word. We sign our emails with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there is no comparison to actually doing it and mm-hmm. feeling it. So I think more than anything, that was, that was, that's an indelible um, impression that's going to be left forever.
4: I think we we covered it all. Go Abscuff!